You're listening to the Black Eagles podcast. Welcome back, everybody! Episode 112 of Besiktas International, the Black Eagles podcast, where black lives matter, for sure. Uh, But with me today is my co-host, your favorite, the Akman Evra! How you doing, sir? What's up? I'm good, how are you? Pretty good, pretty good. Uh, crazy time, coronavirus, protests, looters, all, all of that, but um, yeah man, doing alright. Uh, I guess we would be remiss not to mention that, yeah, like, it's almost, I almost felt awkward doing this, like there's so much on everyone's minds right now with all the stuff going on in the news. Uh, I don't, you know, it's almost disrespectful to take attention away from what's happening. Uh, and so, like, at the very least, you know, shouts out to all the pro- protesters. Um, we, we at the Black Eagles podcast uh, support, support everything out there. Uh, I, everyone who's trying to get the word out. Uh, there's no doubt that there's been injustice here for many years. And uh, yeah, man, shouts to you. I don't know if you want to say anything, everyone. No, you're the smarter one, so i you <laughs> leave, leave, leave. Thank you. Uh, but yeah, no, we, we would be remiss not to mention it. Um, in the meanwhile, um, I guess most of our listeners are probably not even American. Actually, that's not true. I think maybe they are American. But anyway, uh, but so they may not know about everything going on here. Um, don't let the media get it twisted. I am here in New York City. It's not dangerous or anything like that. None of these, not even the most dangerous elements are particularly dangerous to any one of us. The rage is sort of focused on property. And, and so there's, you know, like I've never felt endangered at any point. Um, so, I mean, obviously, like people should chill out a bit in some cases. But for the most part, yes, like keep protesting, keep letting the government know that stuff needs to change. Uh, but let's just move on. Um, we have some news, of course, as we always do here. Otherwise, why would we have a podcast? Um, but so, everyone, let me hand things to you. What are we going to talk about today? What have we first? Well, there's rumblings. I think we mentioned it either last podcast or two podcasts ago, or episodes ago, that uh, Vodafone would no longer be coming back. We had some iffy uh, sources, but those iffy sources were actually completely accurate. And we do have a new source, uh, not a new source, a new sponsor <laughs> officially announced by Besiktas and uh, I think if you ever watched any games before 2000 I think 4 um, you'll know exactly who they are Becco they're currently on the back of our jerseys but now they're going to return to be you know the number one main front of the shirt sponsor yeah and so it's exciting times in a way obviously 
I think a lot of us will have a connection to the Vodafone. I mean, gosh, have a connection to the logo, who cares? No, but certainly we've seen it across the front of our shirt for some exciting times in our club's history. And it looked nice. It looked nice, yeah. Monster. <laughs> uh, and obviously their name will remain on our stadium for some time. Yeah. Uh, so that's what it is. If you hear helicopters and sirens in the background, uh, you know, sorry, <laughs> that's out of my control these days. Uh, hopefully things won't get too crazy. There's actually like a number of cars that are silent but have their lights flashing as if there's sirens in like black vans going down the street. So that was absolutely terrifying. Um, breaking news. <laughs> but um, yes, that took my attention away. Beko is our uh, sponsor and they've been our sponsor before, as many will know. Um, they first appeared as a sponsor in the 80s as actually our first sponsors were in the 80s. But they were not our first sponsor. Um, it wasn't until... Well, so in 80 and 81, 82, we had Baco, B-A-K-O. I don't know if Beko changed its name. But I, not, not as far as I'm aware of. So I think our, our their first appearance as our sponsor was in 88, 89. Um, but they would become a, a feature for the club for years. Uh, and we did a lot of good things with Beko as our sponsor. And I think that the kind of seeing Beko splashed across the front of the shirt is something that will uh, be familiar to a lot of older Thetbeshi Touch fans and will maybe make them comfortable you know, for some reason. I don't know why we care that much about these things. But, um, <laughs> I'm trying to see, like, from 88, 89, we had it until the through... Oh, 3 04 was the last season. Much of the 90s. I, oh, I thought yeah. there was a break in the 90s at one point, but from what I can tell, maybe not. I think it looks like... It was really through the 90s. Yeah, 98, 99. Yeah, I think you're right, because that was the red one. And then it was Turkcell, right? Yeah, pretty sure it was Turkcell, then Cola Turka. So yeah, uh, in fact, in 2003, 2004, we made the switch mid-season or something, because there are Turkcell shirts with... Yeah, I think there was this, uh, I think it was at the end of the season with uh, the preseason we wore for... Uh, um... For the following season, we wore the old kits with the new sponsor. But so yeah, there, we didn't have Beko across the the shirt for any of the, for much of the 2000s. Uh, after Turkcell, we had Kola Turka for a long time, which many will recall. Um, and I believe we had Kola Turka all the way up until Toyota. Yeah. <laughs> yep, and then Toyota briefly into Vodafone. So yeah. Um, but anyway, so so. Like an entire decade with Beko across the front, and a fairly successful one as well, of course. I think people will always remember that decade fondly. Yeah, I think our... Uh, Do you have any thoughts on it? Or whatever. Or what it was that our, uh, the, like the theme song that plays in the beginning, that has like the set again out to thing. That's, I think that was either like this, one of the last seasons we had on um, Beko, and then we also beat Chelsea in the Champions League with Beko, so I guess that last season. So I guess there was, uh, you know, pretty good era for those Saragin fans but uh for you know younger people like me just remember it as the back of the shirt sponsor um and and a lot of like purists will talk about oh the logo's changed it's not the same as it was i will have to state on the record that 
we actually saw three or four incarnations of Beko logos are even back then. So there is no like one singular Beko logo that they could actually be referring to. So I think that's often like younger folks who are just trying to find something to complain about <laughs> who aren't aware that, that, that Beko, the look of Beko changed a bunch of times even while they were our sponsor. So whatever they look like, hopefully it looks okay. Uh, and we yeah, all approve you, of it. You can Google the uh, the Barcelona kits. They have like uh, the more modern Beko logo. It has like a diagonal underline on the training kits, and it's on the sleeves of the main jersey. So I'm guessing that's what we'll probably see. That's like the you know the modern Beko logo. Um, yeah. And for anyone interested in the shirt's history, I'll have to again recommend the uh, Besiktas Formalar Besiktas shirts book. Um, we had the author of the book, uh, or I guess the collector of the shirts and the curator, uh, Barish is going to do uh, two seasons ago, I think, you know, to talk about our shirts when they'd come in. Uh, but so, yeah, he's a good guy. And uh, that book is maybe still available somewhere. I'm not sure. It was the, it was part of the Fed, the, the Fed era thing. He, he submitted it and they were they were selling it to sort of earn, raise money for the club back in the day. Um, but yeah, so shouts to Barish. Shouts to Beko, <laughs> the new sponsor. And yeah, I guess, I mean, I don't I don't really have anything else to say about it. Uh, ready to- I guess also the, uh, the money's a little bit higher than Vodafone was offering. Not a, like a huge amount more, but it's a, I think it's like 4 million Liras per season more. Um, so small improvement. Yeah, a little better. Like not. I think a lot of people For, felt that our last deal with Vodafone was slightly undervalued. Um, yeah. So but, they they would have hoped. But I think, given everything that's been happening economically, I think we actually probably did all right. Yeah. Just having just having a making more than we had on the last one, frankly. And, and a legit sponsor, not Terra Pizza or something silly. Yeah, like <clears throat> someone out there in the Turkish football landscape. But so yes, let's move into the the maybe more exciting stuff, the transfer news. Uh, and there's quite a bit. There's a bit of news. Uh, and I guess as always, we'll focus on outgoing players and guys who are currently with, within our ranks. Um, is there any training news this week? I don't really think so. Not that I'm aware of. Um, I'm, I guess, you know, it's probably starting to play games and stuff. It's just 10 games or 10 days to game day. So Yeah, that's getting exciting. There's like rumors about like, oh, who's he going to play? That stuff starting to come in, but nothing like, you know, just all tabloid type rumors. Yeah. Um, I'm cu- I, 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 I've heard news of guys around Turkey coming up with coronavirus around the league. Yeni Malatya had some issues, but then they said that everyone came back like again and re- retested and got negative now, so. Alright. Apparently everything is That seems to be happening a lot for some reason. Okay, whatever. All these like false negatives or whatever. False positives. Hopefully the quality of the tests are okay. But anyway, uh, one important piece of news before we get to the transfer talk or one last important piece of news, is that we have these cardboard cutouts. We talked about them last week. Um, everyone, what's the information? What, are people buying them? Can people buy them? <laughs> yeah, the, there's a link 
online. Uh, can't, I don't remember what I think it's called, like Ruhu, Ruhu Muzieta or something like that. And it's 129 liras per little cardboard cutout. Uh, most people can get them. There's a little bit difficulty with, you know, if you need a, with a TC number or all that. But I think you can get it as a foreigner also. You get, you know, s- submit a little picture if you're still foreign business. Jersey, you can be in the stands for the remaining five games. And there's a lot of cardboard cutouts left to sell, as far as I'm aware. I think last time I checked, it was at a few thousand in. And the stadium capacity is like, you know, 30,000 so, or 40,000. So. I mean, it's a shame that it's always yeah. a little complicated to do business with Turkish companies on the in internet Turkey. where you need an address <laughs> and a phone number and an ID number. But yeah, if you can do it, folks, try it out. But anyway, let's move into the better, into the transfer news. So yeah, let's talk Let's talk football. Um, so we've got, of course, the big news as far as guys currently uh, in the team, possibly out, possibly leaving. Um, I guess let's go with the one we've already talked about a bunch, which is, which is John A. Uh, and supposedly, uh, according to, according to Orsacizgi, uh, he gave hints to his potentially staying with Besiktas or coming back, or but it wasn't particularly clear. Um, yeah, it was like a picture of um, just the number eighty-eight, <laughs> and. Uh, yeah, like it was, it was pretty cryptic. I don't really think it was that, like, you know, that like he wore idiot at Fenerbahce also, but uh, I guess the logic being was, that the, he's continuing. Yeah, they're they're taking it as a um, you know, I think he had a word. He, this is eighty-eight only, and like a little sticker only. That's what he said. He said good morning, and then a pic like a a gif or picture of eighty-eight, and it says only below that. So. Interesting. <laughs> Man is being cryptic out here. <laughs> yeah, I mean, not particularly useful, honestly. Uh, I would. About to release the, uh, the 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 decision the decision special. Yeah, great. China style. <laughs> and like, it's funny because everyone's like, "Please don't pick our team." No. <laughs> so, next up on the docket is uh, Kyle Laren. Now, I, I didn't quite know what to make of this news. Uh, so Cheska, CSKA, Moskva, uh, said they would be willing to pay Kyle Laren a, a salary of 1.7 million. First of all, what does paying him a salary mean if we haven't sold him? <laughs> uh, second of all, that's more than we're yeah. currently paying him. So it's not like they're saying they want to loan him. Are they saying they'd pay more than his salary, like to take him from us or like? That this was a weird I think that's, one. That's their like supposed uh contract offer. Supposed. Well, so they'd have to that, like, buy you know, him. Net right? 1.7, but, yeah, they'd have to buy him first. So that's interesting. But that's apparently what they're offering Laren, which Laren probably won't get higher than that at this point unless he stays with us. Is you know markets down and he's not hasn't exactly you know lit the world up other than his you know so I would say solid spell in Belgium, but. Out of money, but it's not, also going to amazing. Russia, which might not be yeah. an ideal scenario given their track record of uh, pretty intense racism and from their stands and whatnot. Um, yeah, it's really, I think, you can't say it's a bad move as far like reputationally, right? Cheska and, and the Russian league is not bad. Yeah, and Cheska is on like a downturn, so he would actually have a chance to play on like 
years in the past where they were, you know, consistent Champions League contenders. Now they're, you know, more like hanging on to Europa League spot type thing. So but that's you might it. actually be able to play. But it, excuse me. <laughs> but it, it's, you could also very easily make the argument that he uh, would very likely get a lot of playing time with Besiktas if he stayed. Given Barak's injury track record, um, and even like when he's not injured, he still doesn't generally play week in week out. You know, he's always got these little knickknack things, and so or or you know he's been red carded, <laughs> as happens quite a bit, or something like that. So uh, you know, there's typically opportunities for someone to play, as we saw plenty this last season, or I should say as we have seen since it's not finished yet, but. Um, yeah. Do you have any final thoughts on Laren there? Uh, if they offer a lot of money, I think we should sell. <laughs> um, for me, a lot of money is uh, like the above the uh, buyout clause that Zolta have. Anything above that, I think we should be looking to take. So. Yeah, I don't think we're which, in a position. Which is two point five million. Yeah. So. No, we're definitely not in a position to not take money. Certainly. So I don't yeah. even think it would require too much for us to uh, sign off on the deal, likely. Yeah, I would like, you know, three million and like five to ten percent. That'd be my ideal. <laughs> yeah, that would be five to ten percent of the next deal. Don't make that. That would be a dream. Um, I think two million is even more realistic, but whatever, man, whatever. I mean, given that it's Russia, yeah, you could probably add another million or so. Uh, I mean, the main question is like what he wants. If he, if he doesn't want to go then he'll stay, right? Like, that's what it all comes down to. Yeah. And again, I could understand one, maybe not. Like, the lifestyle would be a question mark, I think. Um, but so, I think that's it. Uh, yeah. Something about Liaich, I don't remember what it was, maybe a suitor, but there's nothing concrete, obviously, because I've forgotten. I would remember if it, if it had developed. Um, but so let's talk about incoming transfers. Um, oh wait, no, there's one more. You want to? You you know what I'm talking about? Do you want to say by Boateng? Oh yeah, yeah, Boateng. So there, it's, it's just if you remember when we loaned him in, I think we mentioned originally that uh, it's like a loan for half season with an option to reloan him for next season. So Bishas, there's a. Uh, a report by Ertan Suzgun, who's from Bayas TV, saying that Bishash wants to keep him and they would not have to pay a loan fee for next year, but Boateng has to lower his $1.7 million due to him next year. So if they, if Bishash and Boateng can come to an agreement for a lower salary, he'll stay for one more year for, you know, free just to pay his salary. But um, if the salary can be agreed, because, you know, you technically do that money, you would have to, you know, give away free money. So that's not always a a guarantee. Yeah, I mean, it's really a question for him of if he like he knows he, if he stays, he gets to play a lot and contribute to potentially a a fairly reputable yeah. side. But on the other hand, if he knows there's interest from someone else who would give him playing time where they have more financial stability, he's also seen like his fellow German compatriot leave in shame, uh, not getting yeah. paid and all that. So it's not like he will feel like he owes us anything. I don't think, but. Yeah, we'll see. I'm, I wouldn't be opposed, certainly, if he took a pay cut. You? Yeah, no, I'll, I'll take him if the, the money is right, if he's in line with the rest of the squad. I would say, like, you know, a million or under. 
Yeah, I feel like we could even maybe do like 1.1 or, you know, 1.2 yeah, max. Yeah, but nothing, nothing crazy. Yeah, he could be one of the high earners because he's, he's probably good enough to earn it. Like, I wouldn't give it to El Nenny necessarily, but I think he's he'd qualify, especially if we get rid of Lijic, which is... Um, yeah. I, I think somewhat inevitable since he's one of the few guys with real value. Resale value. Um, but so now we can talk about incoming. Um, and so, yeah. Fun stuff on the horizon. Some stuff that's maybe not so fun, depending on your opinion. But I guess let's start off with the not so fun, as we always should or tend to. Uh, in Sakala. There's a snare in the plan, a hitch. Dude. So yeah, the reports were that we were getting some hassle from our Istanbul rivals, as far as Insakala goes. Uh, potentially them trying to sort of come in and get him, or at least probably up his value for us, which is how these things often are. Um, do you, Evron, like what? what is, what's Fener and Galatasaray's status as far as the left back would they need him yeah i mean, I mean if they need Fenner's john there yeah they would right? is supposed to be losing hassan ali calderon who's going to be a free agent at the end of the season so they will need a new left back um or at least a second left back and then gala has is losing nagatomo where they, they like re- like let him out of the squad but they do have a loaned in player right now who's quite good sarachi is probably one of the best left backs in the league what happened to and Linus, I think he's still there, but he's technically a right yeah, back yeah. that kind of like fills in that left back. God has the most depth, but it's only for one year. Because, you know, once the loan ends, they're not going to be able to purchase uh, Sarachi. So, but Insakla's already 29, so I don't know how much Gala is realistic versus I think Fenerbahce is extremely realistic that they'll be interested. I mean, I think for Fener, it's like if they can't get Janet, they would certainly have. I mean, I, I mean, I don't know if we prefer Insakla over Janet, maybe they would too. So. Yeah, there's certainly, I think, some logic to them maybe wanting him, um, but hopefully we'll get him. Uh, what was I going to say? Yeah, I, I always, I liked Martin. We were linked to Martin Linus before Galatasaray. Yeah. And he was a prospect I, I liked conceptually, you know, kind of up and coming Scandinavian guy who was starting to appear for his national side. So uh, I was really pissed that Galatasaray swooped in and got him. And then not only did they, did they do that, but then they iced him and like, you know, basically didn't play him. Barely played him. He never sort of settled in. So who knows? It's like one of those like Mehmet Topu's situations. <laughs> you, know, you know, you never know. He probably would have been much better for us than he ended up for them. But so anyway, um, next up on the list, let's sort of follow up on something we've previously reported. Uh, Zoet or Jeroen Zoet. I don't know if I pronounced that right. <laughs> That's not how I pronounced it. I don't know if it's... <laughs> Yeroen, I don't know. What do you think? What do you got, to, what do you uh, got on Yeah, I think there's more um, reports uh, saying that Bishes are getting closer to him. That, you know, he's kind of moving into that front-runner spot from uh, some Dutch and Turkish um, reports saying that there would be like a, a minor fee he still has a year left on his contract but nothing like absurd um, so right now i guess he's technically the front runner now i guess uh montero's taking a back seat with that <laughs> or uh seen on but um 
I mean, nothing's like, you know, it's kind of hard to tell from here, but this, the, I would say that there's definitely talks or strong consideration within the board for him. That's based on it. That would be my assessment based on the rumors. On Zoet. But, um, um, yeah, and I guess one, we, we might as well do a fact check. Uh, Akshan reported as well that uh, Botegan, another Dutch player, had been linked, or I don't know if he's Dutch or he plays there, but uh, he'd been linked with us. But as far as we can tell, uh, it was a Dutch source, uh, or no, it was Akshan citing a Dutch source, and our, our back intel suggests, I guess, everyone, I'll give you the scoop. That's your, your reporting work there. Fact check them. Oh, that Botigan, yeah, all the Dutch reports that we see just say Antalya Sport. Yeah. That he has an agreement with them. So I don't know where the Bish Dutch came from. Maybe it's a different article, but the uh, more the, like the well known Dutch source that, you know, or newspaper that I know says Antalya Sport. So. Yeah, and I can say that we have a few uh, Dutch fellas uh, in the Besiktas International group that sort of neither, one, neither of these players impressed them. Uh, Zoet or Botegan, like when the Botegan thing, they were all sort of upset about, and then were happy that it didn't sort of wasn't realistic or whatever. Uh, and none of them seemed particularly happy about Zoet being our target. So that I don't know. I mean, if you ask me, we have too many Dutch people in our group. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> um, but yeah, let's wrap this thing up. We have one more. One more. Yeah, one more. Super exciting name. This is a good one. <laughs> uh, I'll give it to you, man. Yeah, so Ortachizg is reporting that um, we have a agreement with a player if Sargan approves an Atiba Hutchinson replacement. Um, someone you probably have never heard of, as I had never heard of. It's a Gambian international, Hamza Berry. Hamza! Uh, he's 24. Yeah, he's 25 and plays for Hajduk Split. And if you look at his like, you know, his CV where he's played, he's had quite the interesting career. Yeah, his like first club in soul, Europe, right? yeah, his first club in Europe was in Malta with Valletta. Okay. Um, yeah, so he's definitely taken a long route to the top. Two years later, went to Limassol, loans in Israel, and then loaned to Split, and then Hajduk Split finally signed him for 275 thousand. Now he's a free agent. Um, at the end of the season. So, I mean, definitely 25, yeah. 26 in October. Very under the radar type player. I kind of um, like it, man. I li- I, I obviously have no idea. If it's like yeah. a low risk as far as salary, like, why the hell not? You know what I mean? Um, yeah, I don't know what type of player is. If they're saying, he's, I'm guessing if they're saying a T bro placement, he's more box to box. And, you know, his goal to assist ratio isn't that bad for if he's a, you know, defense for a center mid, but according to a transfer market, he also has played games as more an attacking mid, which is, which not be, would not be a real Atiba replacement, Mm-mm. but you know, it's, um, we'll see. I've never seen him play. I can't really comment, but you know, he's has a very unusual, um, history of clubs that we don't, we, we I haven't seen us go for a player with this type of, you know, you know. profile. I uh, know. Yeah, I like it. Yeah. I like it. I like under the radar things like um, just like I, I'll, I'll always I'll never regret the uh, attempt 
with Kyle Laren because it's like you know you really never know there there are gems to be unearthed that like this is far more under the radar than Kyle I know Laren, so. that's, that's and like you know Gambia right like how would anyone know right like it's not like they have a giant spotlight on them um so no. hell what like why not I, I would love for it to work out I'll say that much um man if ever that there was a time just... for Evran Akman to, to, to try out for a club, I'll tell you, man. Sounds like this would be it. Oh, and of course, so, all right, let's wrap this thing up with actually what should probably have been the lead and we didn't even prep you guys for, and so we're going to catch you off guard here. There's actually some big news that we did not, man. Um, changes to the foreign transfer limit. Are those official? I think, well, there's certainly, there's a pretty serious proposal out there. I don't know if it's been confirmed yeah. or if it's been voted on. But supposedly they're going to reduce it to 12 foreigners. Uh, and you, In the club, right? 8 plus 2 plus 2? Yeah. So I was the, the rumor I was seeing. Yeah. yeah, 8 guys on the pitch, 2 on the bench, and 2, two, on the in, bench, reserves. two in reserves. Now, 2 in the reserves, a lot of people might be thinking, what? <laughs> But I suppose that's for the like Ijen Hasiches of the world, right? So you so that clubs are yeah, allowed well, to do that. They can be registered. You can register twelve foreigners for the squad, basically, and then um, that would be that would be the if according to the rumor. So twelve players registered that are non-Turkish. Only ten can be in the match day squad of whatever it is, like twenty-one people now, or since they don't do eighteen in Turkey anymore. And then you can have a further two that are still registered, but won't be in the squad. Like right now, for example, Galatasaray unregistered uh, Yuto Nagatomo has had like 16 foreigners. So Nagatomo can't even dress, can't do anything. He can only train. So that would be that 12. You can have, cannot register 13 foreigners, but you can have two that aren't in the match day squad. Yeah. Does that make sense? And then, uh, and the sort of odd little sort of caveat caveat to all of this is that we would uh Turkish clubs would no longer be allowed to sign foreigners over the age of 32. yeah uh weird i don't think that's smart but you know i understand the um yeah i mean i get the logic the thought behind it i just you know i, I think both of us don't approve of that type of you know way of getting starting change for the club i think we no. were more of an incentive based yeah reward type thing versus exactly. you know forcing and inflating potentially inflating values like we saw before i'd rather uh and i think that turkish footballing talent has reached a level where you can kind of take this gambit but i would rather have no rules no limitations um and make it so that good Turkish footballers are actually competing for spots on those squads no matter what. Uh, and that puts more pressure on them to keep developing and um, becoming better and better players. I think the current limit is fine. Um, I'd rather like, I'd like them to change some things, but um, I don't think reducing the limit is, you know, going to help much. Except, well, I guess they'll help Turkish players play a little bit more. And, uh, you know, we'll see more Tariq Chum dolls going for six million <laughs> yeah that's what i really don't want and that's that's the main reason is because of the inflation it creates on like it really destroys the market in fact and it and it destroys and our players. national team's better now so exactly well and, and it's yeah it's a lot of pressure on a guy to 
you know, especially in an economy like this, when you're overpaying for these guys who are, may or may not have the talent, like on top of the pressure of, of sort of becoming successful on a bigger club than they've played for before, you're also putting the pressure of like, you know, we paid way more money than we should have for you, so you really better be good. You know, it's it's an unnecessary thing to, to burden a player with, and it's and it's bitten many a Turk in the behind in previous eras. So, you know, I I really don't think we need rules in that regard, and I and I I would much rather incentivize clubs to play Turkish players, and in particular young Turkish players. Uh, so maybe pay even you know, and further incentivize for young guys um, so that clubs like Altinordu can really uh, benefit even more from just than just from selling these guys. They're getting income that they can kind of put into to giving guys higher salaries if they want to keep some and investing and bringing a few transfers in should they want it so that they can actually compete. It'd be nice if the model that Altinordu is setting as far as developing players and having an academy also could translate into on-the-field success. So it would be sort of a model that a club like Besiktas, a lot to say, actually, I don't really care what they look <laughs> So that it could be a model yeah. for Besiktas to follow, uh, where, you know, you you can benefit from developing players in more, than, more ways than just uh, selling them for as much as possible. When Yeah, I just hope that... Uh... You know, it's not the agents or whoever special interests are pushing this. Because I don't really think anyone outside of the actual like governmental decision making supports the increased foreigner limit. Um, I don't really, I don't know where these constant push comes from. We've seen it from Erdogan. We've kind of seen it from the TFF always being mentioned. Remember, Luchescu came in and his whole life he always said foreigner limits are bad. Magically, he became the Turkish coach said foreign limits are good uh, i don't know where this comes from who's pushing it someone someone's pushing it from inside but i think there's very few arguments to say this is a good idea um, but you know whatever i mean especially with the track record now where things were sort of really not good with it in place and have gotten so good without it uh you'd think that that would be yeah. all you'd really need to know or see uh, before deciding against this but I mean, to be 100% honest, I thought it could actually be even more draconian because of all the sort of wild talks so of 12 isn't so yeah. so terrible. I, I mean, and... Better than five. Exactly. <laughs> and, and given where we are financially, um, we're not going to be spending big bucks anywhere anyway, and we probably need to focus on development and younger players, so it could actually kind of benefit us in a weird way, at least in the short term, but of course... Once we get back to where we should be, should we get to that point, uh, then it's going to obviously be a burden yet again. But it's all hypothetical, and we'll see where it goes. Um, I think that's it, man. Yeah. Anything? Parting words? Parting words of wisdom, Evron? Uh, four limits are bad. Um, hopefully our transfer window is good and, you know, ready for the best such game in 10 days 10 days so yes uh follow us on or 11 days whatever it is <laughs> and it'll probably even be more like nine by the time we hear this. um but so yes follow us on twitter at special underscore int follow this podcast at eagles underscore podcast 
Follow this fella over here at fan of BJK. Give him hell for all of his hot takes. Uh, follow me at sir underscore rights underscore a lot. Go Bashing Taj! Um, yeah, and stay safe out there, bro. <laughs> uh, oh, man. Stay safe for real. Besiktas International hopes you enjoyed this program.